Welcome to Business Owners Radio. Business Owners Radio, where established business owners get the latest insights, strategies, and practices to grow a sustainably profitable business. And now, taking care of business, your hosts, Craig Moen and Shai Gilad. Welcome to Business Owners Radio, Episode 28. In today's show, we'll be talking with Scott Brinker, author of his latest book titled Hacking Marketing. Scott will be sharing with us some of the latest findings in the world of digital marketing, where we are today, and where we as business owners need to place our focus on marketing technology as we prepare for what's next. Good morning, Shai. Good morning, Craig. How's it going today? Fantastic. How about you? Good. Taking care of business and working at business at the speed of light. How does that sound? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Bright and early on a Monday morning. Yeah. Doing some thinking, you know, it's always scary. But looking at, you know, marketing in itself and how things have changed, you know, having been in it for decades and, you know, looking at the marketing over the many different years and, you know, the way advertising was and various medias like books and magazines and mailings and promotion, it was pretty straightforward. There was a nice process to it and a limited number of channels and it was highly competitive. Of course, everybody's going for the same media and uh, so you had a, a single chance and it was to get the message out in a concise format the question i have is traditional marketing dead yeah i mean that is such a great question and it's been proclaimed dead a number of times since <laughs> since the advent of the internet but you know i was reading recently just this great piece on this topic by curtis haugland on the wharton website and it's called Imagine There's No Marketing, It's Easy If You Try. A little tribute to uh, John Lennon there. Good. Uh, but it's, man, what a great article exploring this exact topic. You know, he says, as consumers bypass media with greater ease, the social feed is the wormhole to the entire online experience. Wow. Every feed in social media represents a mega Walmart or rather 7 billion superstores designed by the individual himself or herself. E-commerce is recast as, quote, everywhere commerce. Oh, yeah, you got to throw that link in in the show notes. I'm sure people would love to read more about that. Oh, yeah, I will. I mean, he really goes on to talk about just this tectonic shift in consumer control. I mean, that is what's happening now. Yeah. And how do you get there? You know, we got email, we got web-based medias, websites, Facebook, LinkedIn, tons of special interest blogs, volume growing all the time. All these channels are fighting over your attention as a business owner and going after your prospects. So as a generator of business marketing content, now how do you best display it and get it in front of your prospects and target audiences. And there's even a new career called marketing technologist, and it's growing fast. And it's focused on software-based intelligent marketing. It's a great point, Craig. And really what we're seeing is that the balance of power has really shifted irrevocably. You know, and that is sort of a staple of the internet-based economy now where we've really shifted from an economy, as Daniel Pink would say, from really from buyer beware to seller beware. It's going in each direction. and It's all predicated on speed, getting the right place, the right message at the right time and effectively using multiple touch points. And it's all about continuous dynamic interaction with your target market. 
Yeah. And you know, it's the challenge now for business owners is you can no longer dabble in marketing. It used to be that you could take out a print ad, you know, you knew a newspaper or you knew a magazine that a lot of your potential customers might read and you could take an ad out in that. Or you could buy a block of radio ads during the morning drive time because you knew that was a specific demographic you were trying to meet. But now it's just a whole new game, a whole new frontier. And this is a tough area for business owners. The business owners I work with struggle with this all the time. How do I reach my audience and how come they keep moving around (laughs) and how do I best spend the money? You know, and then there's all these new tools that, you know, it's impossible to keep up with and be an expert on all of these things. And it gets increasingly, you know, overwhelming trying to figure out where to start. Yeah. Where do you start? And well, we've got a guest today that's an expert with extensive academic and real world experience in this area and shares some insight into this rapidly changing challenge. Our guest today is Scott Brinker. Scott is the author of Hacking Marketing, Agile Practices to Make Marketing Smarter, Faster, and More Innovative. Scott is the editor of Chief Marketing Technologist blog at chiefmarktech.com. He is also co-founder and CTO of Ion Interactive, a software company that provides marketers with a platform for creating and testing post-click experiences. He has a bachelor's in computer science from Columbia University, an MBA from MIT, and a master's degree in computer science from Harvard. Good morning, Scott. Welcome to Business Owners Radio. Thank you. Good to be with you. It's great to have you along with us today. And Scott, you've written a fascinating book for the business community. And what inspired you to write the particular book? So, hacking marketing. You know, in the software world where I come from, we have a saying, uh, it's not a bug, it's a feature. Uh, You know, that when someone finds (laughs) some aspect of the software that didn't work the way they expected and the software author comes back and says, no, no, that's not a bug. It was meant to work that way. It's a good thing. So, today in marketing, I think almost everyone feels this just overwhelming strain of all this technology that has gotten mixed up in uh, digital marketing and even marketing more broadly. And so really the purpose of this book was to try and turn that from a bug into a feature to help non-technical marketers see that they can actually harness some of these technology dynamics to their advantage without having to become software people themselves. I noticed in your dedication, you say... And for my parents, who ran a madman-era marketing agency and encouraged me to study computer science. (laughs) Was this their way of saying, you really don't want to be in marketing? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've wondered about that many times. Yeah, it was fascinating. I think, you know, my dad started his career as as a copywriter and, uh, you know, all as I was growing up, very, very passionate about the power of good communications. But yeah, the other hobby interest that he had was just a fascination with technology, you know, I mean, the early days of robotics and all this sort of stuff. And so uh, I'll really blame him for creating that juxtaposition of these two worlds uh, in my head. Well, he he certainly tried to save you anyway, Scott. (laughs) Too late, but, you know, now I've got a blog and yeah, I'm kind of becoming a marketer. (laughs) (laughs) What inspired the name Hacking Marketing? Can you tell us a little bit about the hacker mentality and how it informs some of the things that you do? Sure. Yeah, you know, uh, hacking is one of those words that um, is interesting. It, in the non-technical community, hacking 
almost always has a very bad uh, connotation. It's, you know, we hear stories of hackers broke in and stole these credit cards. And that's unfortunate because it has a very different meaning in the software community. Hacking, which really came to be as a term in at MIT in the 60s was all about technologists who were really at this creative frontier of being able to experiment with building new things. Uh, you know, hey, can we just try something and see if this will work? Uh, and even to this day, it is a compliment among software developers to say, oh, wow, that guy, Joe, he's a awesome hacker. And what that means is, you know, Joe is Joe is kind of fearless with experimentation. He's willing to just go in and figure out how do I make something work. And to me, this is a terrific metaphor for the state of marketing where again we've on one hand, the downside is right, where we're overwhelmed with all these new technologies and all these new digital dynamics in marketing. And so we have to wrestle with that. But the flip side of it is for those marketers who are willing to take that sort of creative experimental mindset, oh man, there's just so much opportunity to start figuring out new and better ways to run marketing and connect with our customers. I love that metaphor. And I also think that a word that I really can't stand uh, because it's difficult to say and just doesn't feel good when you say it is entrepreneur, entrepreneur. (laughs) And I was thinking, you know, when I was listening to you say that, I'm like, you know, entrepreneurs really hackers. They, they make something out of nothing. They experiment. They create new things. It would be great if we could just start calling business owners hackers, and it's a lot easier to say. You know, another term that they use in this world, too, is uh, the idea of makers. You know, there's that oh, whole yeah. community of people who like self-assemble and creator stuff. And it's the same concept of, you know, the world is getting to a place where people who are willing to just fearlessly experiment with building things, whether it's a business, a piece of software, you know, some cool hammock contraption in your backyard. They're the ones that are having the most fun with uh, all this innovation that the world has today. Scott, let's talk about digital dynamics and marketing in the digital world. Where are we today and where are we going? Yeah, you know, (laughs) uh, we are in a world where I say this at the beginning of the book with apologies to Ernest Hemingway, you know, for for most business owners who, you know, do not run some state-of-the-art high-tech business, the digital world has somewhat caught them by surprise, you know, with apologies to Hemingway, right? How did my business become digital? Well, gradually and then suddenly uh, that I think we've seen over the past 10, 15 years, this steady progression of whatever your business is. You have to have some level of connection to your prospects and customers on the web, through social media, through mobile devices. But for quite a while, we've been able, for most businesses, to keep that at arm's length. It was more like on the periphery of our business. It wasn't the core of our business. But now we've reached a tipping point where so many businesses are now dependent on the way their prospects and audience perceive them through these digital channels that really every business is, to some degree now, a digital business. And along those lines, you mentioned that marketing has been subsumed by software. And with our rapid rate of agile marketing and the digital environment that we're working with as far as channels, how is this all playing out? And do you have any examples? Sure. So, you know, one of the things I do is write a blog, Chief Marketing 
chiefmartechnologist.com or chiefmartech.com. Uh, and one of the things I do on that blog every year is I create a map of all the marketing technology companies that I can find in the world. And it started out like five years ago. I had like 150 of them. Then there were 350. And then there were 1,000. And then there were 2,000. And I just released the, the new map last month. And it was over 3,500 different marketing technology companies. And, and you look at this explosion of software in the marketing world. And yeah, as tempted as I am to advocate that this is a feature, not a bug, for most marketers, it's, it's incredibly daunting. And it, it feels like a bug to have to figure out how we're going to deal with all these technologies. And so it's interesting. How do you deal with it? And one of the ways we're seeing marketers, non-technical marketers, get comfortable in this environment is to take this agile management approach, which ironically got developed in the software world. But the idea of agile management is you don't have to plan everything perfectly, you know, in these like long planning cycles, that it kind of accepts the fact that in today's world, change happens. It, it happens incredibly rapidly. And while we want a vision, we want a strategy about where we're going, we need to have some sort of mechanism in how we manage to get feedback along the way and adjust, adjust our course, not on a yearly basis, not even on a quarterly basis, but in a lot of cases, being able to make these small adjustments in how we're executing to things uh, on, you know, every two or three or four weeks. And that's really the essence of agile management. And when you start doing that, it actually becomes a way to get more comfortable taking your priorities one at a time, not having to boil the ocean of all that marketing technology one step in front of the other. Scott, I've seen this graphic on your website, and we're definitely going to have this available uh, in the show notes as well. But looking at this landscape on chiefmartech.com, oh my gosh, this really puts <laughs> things into perspective. <laughs> you can wallpaper a small hotel with this thing. Yeah, it's funny. Actually, someone uh, at uh, Clorox, uh, who's the chief marketing technologist there, uh, apparently printed it out in some sort of like 10 foot by six foot canvas and put it up on their wall and uh, sent me a photo of that. And I'm like, wow, that's, I don't know whether to be <laughs> proud or ashamed. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in looking at it, I'm not sure whether to be intimidated or inspired, uh, but, but I'll give you, I'll give you inspired. That's pretty amazing. And it really helps, I think, instantly put this into perspective for people and my question for you is that, you know, our show, we talk with a lot of business owners. We're dealing with people that are struggling with marketing decisions all the time. And they might not have enterprise systems and budgets and things like that. And maybe don't have experience with agile development or, or even what that means. And I think you did a good job describing the iterative process that that is. So where would they begin? Where would a business owner begin to take a bite out of this apple? Yeah, you know, there's two sides to this coin because, yeah, I completely agree. For most small business owners, looking at that map of all that technology, yeah, you know, your eyes want to roll into the back of your head. Most businesses are not in a position where they can't afford or frankly should even have to afford, you know, this large marketing technology stack. But one of the things that's a little bit deceptive about that landscape is it's not really about 
enterprise technologies. I mean, there's certainly a set of them that are geared for enterprise technologies. But some of the most interesting innovation that's happening in marketing technology today is companies who are building products very specifically for the SMB market that – It's kind of cool that for business owners who can buy these products that are incredibly uh, price competitive, it now gives them capabilities that frankly rivals what a lot of very large enterprises are able to do. And the more competitors who enter the market in a very real way, what it is doing is is driving down the cost of what the average marketing technology capability can be purchased for out there. So I think, you know, don't get me wrong, it's still, there's definitely challenge still in navigating, you know, which particular tool you would want to adopt. But for the most part, I think this is actually a really good thing for small businesses. They, it is leveling the playing field in the digital domain. Can you give us an example of one or two, maybe within one of these realms that you think is really being disruptive and helpful for a small business? Sure. Well, I mean, like HubSpot is a uh, great example. They were one of the pioneers of this public company now. And HubSpot has worked very hard to provide marketers with an all-in-one tool to be able to have a really strong digital presence. There's a competitor to HubSpot called Infusionsoft that offers some great capabilities. It's, I would say, even more price competitive than HubSpot. Another company like that that's got some good momentum is called ActOn. And actually, I could go on and on, but there's, you know, there's some really great choices for small businesses that if you look at these companies and the capabilities you can get without being an IT person, without being, you know, a marketing technologist, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, and this is a great resource. I mean, I could see the way that you have it broken down by advertising and promotion, content and experience, social and relationships, commercial and sales, data and management, and then the subcategories that you have. A business owner could go in here and search within these different realms and find a few good places to start. So even as a resource, this is really great, other than just a staggering amount of wallpaper. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks for that. Sure. Scott, one of your chapters I really liked was on visualizing work and workflow to prevent chaos. Can you say a few words about that chapter? Sure. Talking earlier here, this explosion of technology, what's not just technology per se, right? It's that the number of discrete activities that marketing has to manage today has really exploded. You know, it's part of this fragmentation of all these new touch points that we have with our customers, with our market. On one hand, a really good thing, right? A whole bunch of new ways to connect with our audience. But from a marketing management perspective, trying to keep track of all these different pieces and what we're doing in each one of them is no small feat. And so one of the ideas I present in the book is the implementation of something called a Kanban board, K-A-N-B-A-N. And this is an idea that got started decades ago in engineering. It got adopted in the software community around this idea for lean software development and agile software development. And then for all of its fancy background, it's actually a really, really simple concept. 
the easiest way to think of this is imagine a whiteboard and you split the whiteboard into columns where each column represents a stage of work that gets done. And, you know, like the first stage might be just prioritizing uh, the things that we want to do. The middle stage might be, okay, someone takes something out of that column and says, okay, I'm working on this. You know, there might be another stage where then once they say they're done with it, it gets handed off to someone else to review and provide a little quality assurance check. And then maybe the last stage is releasing that out into the market, whether that's through our website or through an advertising campaign or whatnot. And so the great thing about this is it's actually really very simple. If you just have this board where everyone on the marketing team can see the activities that are in progress, it can see the prioritized list of things that we want to do next. You have people's names typically associated with each task as they're going through it. It all of a sudden provides a way of saying, okay, well, even if there are a couple dozen things in progress at the moment in marketing, this is a really straightforward way to be able to visualize where everything is at. Thanks, Scott. And moving marketing from communications to actual experiences, what is the thought process? How do we get there? So marketing is classically been the business of communications, right? We're been tasked with coming up with messages that we want to communicate to a particular audience and then responsibility for the media of how do we get those messages in front of the right audience, so, which is great. I mean, there's been a tremendous amount of creativity and effective marketing and communications over decades and decades. But what's fascinating today in the digital world is marketing isn't just putting out communications that people passively listen to or watch or read. I mean, there's still a good portion of that, of course. But now as marketing takes more and more responsibility for these digital touch points, you know, like our website or the way in which we're going to interact with prospects in social media, or maybe even in some cases with businesses, how we interact with them through a mobile app, these touch points have functionality to them. We think of marketing before as messages and media. I think of this as like a third dimension of that called mechanism. How does stuff actually work? Uh, what does it actually do for the prospect, for the customer? And when you start thinking of marketing through that lens, you realize we're moving beyond the art of communications to really the art of customer experience. How do we deliver valuable experiences to our audience? I know Shai and I have worked with HubSpot in the past, and it's amazing how you're approaching that client experience or that continuous customer experience on an almost 360-degree direction based on their responses and keeping it interactive. You're trying to pull out and get a dialogue going, even in their inflections and what they're looking at and so forth, to be able to feed them continuously. That adds a lot of dynamics as far as time and effort and when Agile pulls into it. How do we get that balance? What are your thoughts there? Yeah, it, it's certainly a challenge. And there are two really powerful concepts with agile marketing, agile marketing management. One is this idea of approaching work in a little bit more of an iterative fashion, you know, where it's not just about trying to get the master plan for the next 12 months right at the start, but being able to step by step get things out into the market 
get feedback and adjust them as we go. So that's one pillar of agile. But another important aspect of agile management is this idea of prioritization, of really being able to provide visibility, uh, you know, whether it's like through that Kanban board or, you know, another mechanism, you know, the visibility of the things that marketing is ready to commit to do and having an order to it because the reality is we can't do everything there's just too many things out there at this point and so we're going to have to make trade-offs we're going to have to make choices and one of the things agile marketing really promotes is instead of letting those choices happen haphazardly uh, by just you know whatever any one particular individual thinks they can get done on one particular day you know whatever catches their attention that actually instead the marketing team can really come together every two or three weeks and say let's get really clear on picking the subset of things that we agree are most important to work on and for the other stuff that doesn't mean there isn't lots of other good stuff out there maybe we'll get to that in our next iteration but for this one we're going to focus our efforts on a few things that we think we can do well. So maybe for the business owner, it's about looking at all of these possible activities and really trying to zero on the one that they think will be the biggest value add for the time investment. And like you said, almost taking that same approach. We're picking one thing, trying it and learning from it, and then going forth based on what they learn. Exactly. It's kind of this fascinating balance where you actually limit the number of things you're doing in any one slice of time so that you can focus on getting them done well. But the rhythm of agile management is that those slices happen more quickly. So if you try a slice uh, and you're not getting the outcomes you were looking for, you have an opportunity for your next slice to adjust and say, well, let's try this a little bit of a different way. Or maybe after we've tried a few different variations on it and it's still not working, hey, that's okay. Let's, Let's move to something else. Yeah, I I just keep thinking of the customer or the marketplace being a nail and you have this giant toolbox and there's a hammer in there somewhere, (laughs) but maybe you've just been using a screwdriver for a while and it, you know, you can pretty much get it done most of the way, but somewhere in there, you can probably find that hammer that'll really hit it right on the head, as they say. Yep. And maybe throw out the caulking gun. (laughs) Exactly. Well, Scott, thank you for joining us today. We really enjoyed our time with you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I really uh, enjoyed this conversation. It was great. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, if they are interested in the book, it is available on Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. And if they would like to get a sneak preview of more of what the book is about, they uh, can read a blog post on hacking marketing that's on my blog, ChiefMartech.com. And they can pick up a couple free chapters there and see a few more diagrams and explanation of the content of the rest of the book. And I really enjoyed your website. There's some great content there, and your blog just continues some great new technologies, new methodologies, and insight to what's going on in the technical dynamics of marketing. So thank you again for joining us today, Scott. Thank you. Our guest today has been Scott Brinker, marketing technology speaker and author of one of Amazon's new business books, Hacking Marketing, Agile Marketing Practices to Make Marketing Smarter, Faster, and More Innovative. You can learn more about Scott, as well as find links to his blog posts containing a couple chapters of his book, Hacking Marketing, and other additional content at our show notes at businessownersradio.com. Thank you for joining us on Business Owners Radio. We hope you enjoyed today's show. 
As always, you can read more about each episode along with links and offers in the show notes on our website, businessownersradio.com. We want to hear your feedback. Please leave comments on this show or suggestions for upcoming episodes. Tell your fellow business owners about the show and, of course, you would love the stars and comments on iTunes. Till next time, keep taking care of business.